Kilda and welcome to this episode of Better Off Red. It's episode 71, which is kind of exciting. Um, and uh, I've been waiting so long to talk to Jackson Newland and I get to talk to them in this um, episode and I'm very happy about that. So I talked to Jackson about a poem called Gently by Crispin Best and a poem by Jackson Newland called um, I Am a Photographer. And um, Jackson's poem comes from their new book, which is called I Am a Human Being, and is available for pre-order at the moment from Compound Press, the wonderful Compound Press. And um, yeah, this is just a wonderful conversation. I think it needs very little um, introduction. Um, You may have heard me talk before about Jackson's amazing work. They are co-founder of the Reading Zine series Food Court. Um, They are co-author of one of my favourite all-time books, which is called Bound, and you can also get that from um, Compound Press. Um, Yeah, they're just amazing. They write, they edit, Um, they work as a librarian sometimes. Yeah, so um, I hope you really enjoy this episode. Um, it was a lot of fun to talk to Jackson. We talked over Zoom and I think I'm getting a bit better at getting the sound better. So I hope that it's better for you. And yeah, I just really hope you enjoy this episode. Thanks heaps. Hi, it's me again. I just wanted to um, say that links to Crispin's poem are on the webpage that we have, which is betterreadnz.wordpress.com. So it's better than red than nz so the two r's together it's a very bad url but i was being a cheapskate and then it's dot wordpress and then dot com so if you go there um you can look at um crispin's poem which i think is quite a good idea because um it does look very interestingly on the page or you could just google um crispin best and gently and I think you'll get it that way as well. Um, and yeah, if you're looking for Compound Press, I've also got um, links there. Although I'm pretty sure Compound Press is simply, I'm waiting for my computer to load, ah, so professional, is just compoundpress.org. So that's where you can get Jackson's book. Um, so yeah, hopefully that's all the information you need. Sorry um, for interrupting. Thank you. Hello Jackson, how are you? How are you? I'm doing pretty good. It's very nice to see you. I can see you. That usually, um, yeah, that makes me feel better. (laughs) (laughs) It's rare these days. It really is. I'm missing everybody quite a lot, actually. Yeah. I didn't expect to, but yeah, I think I'm missing people. Um, Thank you so much for um, coming on the podcast today. I really appreciate it. And um, we have decided to talk about two poems. We are going to talk about a poem by Crispin Best, which you recommended and which I am now absolutely in love with. And we're also going to talk about um, a poem from your latest um, book, which is very exciting, called I Am a Human Being. And that is I Am a Photographer. So we thought that would start off with Crispin's um, poem first, Crispin Best's poem. And I wonder if you would be willing to begin by reading this poem for us. 
Okay. The poem is called um, Gently, and it goes like this. Time, you say. The sky, the sky is pale from the end of itself and gently. One day I want a warm balcony to fall asleep on with you. That's all, but we got old. Something knocked down the low brick wall where we sat, where you said, take life by the horns, take life by the xylophones, take life by the bagpipes, take life by the clarinets, take life by the trumpets, take life by the harmonicas, take life by the harp, Take life by the bassoons, take life by the drum machines, take life by the sousaphones, take life by the theremins, take life by the hurdy-gurdies, take life by the nose flutes, take life by the pipe organs, take life by the synths, take life by the ukuleles, take life by the trombones, take life by the harpsichords, take life by the guitars, take life by the kettle drums, those things mean business. I am careful. I agree that we are a long time, but gently, and that is the most. Thank you so much. Oh my goodness. It was so great to hear it read. And um, yeah, I'm going to pop um, a link to the poem as well because one of the things um, I think I wrote to you about this is that, um, yeah, it looks a very particular way. But before we get to how it looks, I just wonder if you can remember when you first um, like came across this poem or met it. I don't really remember the exact circumstances, but I do remember that I used to have a Tumblr where I posted like poems and excerpts from poems that I liked. And it was called Fuck I Love Poetry. Um, and on there, I posted a screenshot of like the bit of the poem where it says take life by the, and then all the different instruments because that was the part that I really, really loved. <laughs> um, and I can see that I posted that on December 12th, 2013. So I guess that's probably when I first saw the poem. Um, what an amazing thing to have like a moment for it like that. That's incredible, my God. Yeah. <laughs> can you remember like taking um, that, um, you know, that that was the part of the poem that you popped up there, that screenshot. Can can you remember what drew you to it? Like, I mean, obviously it's a wee while ago, but can you remember what drew it, drew, drew you to it or maybe what continues to draw you to it? I mean, to be honest, I don't care that much about the rest of the poem. <laughs> that is the part that really I love. Um, and I think it's just so funny and playful and, I love stuff where like people use double meanings of words, I guess. And that's what he does with take life by the horns and just kind of riffs off of it. Um, yeah. It also looks really cool on the page. That specific bit kind of like goes diagonally down the page. I don't, I can't really describe it that well um, with words, but people should go and look at it. Kind of looks a bit like a staircase, maybe. 
that's what I have thought with it is that like I think that I said this to you it feels like it's falling down the stairs and like then it makes this big even louder noise because it's all these instruments falling down the head. I never yeah, thought of it before you mentioned it but that absolutely <laughs> now I'm always going to think of that <laughs> when I look at it. This idea of how it does look on the page um I think that was the first thing I noticed about it there's lots of white space things are sort of spread out a little bit can you talk a little bit about how you think that affects um how we read it? Um, when I was like trying to find it, this poem again, when you asked me to come up with a poem, I like I pulled it up on my phone at first, and the phone screen is like too small for it, so it gets all like messed up, kind of. Um, still looks interesting, I guess, but I don't think it looks how it's meant to. Um, yeah, because like the parts of the poem before and after that kind of instrumental interlude um they're very like kind of spread out like you said and like kind of fragmentary almost um just like two or four words sitting in kind of like a pool of white space at a time which um i don't know i feel like it slows down um the poem like if you if it was just kind of in one column, like a regular poem would be, you just kind of blaze through it more quickly. Whereas this makes you take your time with it, I guess. And um, yeah, because that's um yeah, I really like that idea um because it, it, to, to allow that much white space around each word is kind of quite exciting for me. Like it feels like um silence in a way. Like yeah, I don't know. Anyway, uh, I'm, I'm a weird yeah. reader. Um, I love stuff that plays with like uses heaps of white space and visual formatting and stuff. Kind of like before I even read something, like if I see it looks like that, I'm like, oh, this is cool. Um, <laughs> that's definitely the sort of thing that I'm drawn towards. Yeah. I feel the same way like I am um, yeah I, I am a bit obsessed with how things look on the page even even prose like I'm quite um yeah I feel like it has a rhythm to it even if it's prose like where the white spaces and you know how things are sitting on the page and whether they're long words or short words yeah I, I think that yeah I don't know I, I think I have that kind of relationship quite a lot with with um all sorts of writing um I was wondering, like the other thing about this poem, which I guess is kind of interesting to me, is that it doesn't use, um, I don't think it uses any uppercase. Um, it's all in lowercase. And yeah. I was just wondering, I was just thinking a lot about how um, culturally a lot of us now know how to read all caps. You know, like if we see all caps coming at us, we're like, yes, I know this is shouting, you know, and that seems kind of intuitive. And I just wonder um, if this idea of not having caps or where you decide to capitalize and where you don't decide to capitalize. Do you have any thoughts on that or is that just a very dull question? It's an interesting question. It's kind of like a very big question um, that you could talk for hours about probably. Um, like, I don't know, I guess there's a thing where a lot of people who write poetry don't use caps and, um, I don't know, people, I think different people probably have different reasons for it. Um, in this specific poem, I think it kind of works alongside with what we we're talking about with the white space. It, like, it makes it feel 
kind of quiet and like intimate because it is kind of like a, a poem about a relationship two people in this kind of quiet moment and I think it plays into that here like yeah um kind of gentle which I mean the poem is <laughs> gently so that makes sense um but yeah I know like I feel like some people look down on like poets who don't <laughs> use capitalization I think it's kind of like a amateur like oh teenage like emo poetry thing but I think there's definitely different effects you can use it for um yeah one of my favorite um, parts of my life was when I um used to spell pip with a small p because I feel like it looks out of I feel always felt like pip capitalized looks wrong and kind of out of kilter a little bit and yeah I just um did you you still use a capital a in adam no I didn't I used a small a as well but um people used to get so angry about it (laughs) like people were like oh are you putting yourself down or you're doing this or you're doing that or don't you know how to capitalize or oh are you yeah a lot of people said are you are you trying to be emo but yeah I think that it's so interesting as well and that idea of gentleness um yeah, I mean, that was something that really excited me about it as well, is that idea of gentleness is perhaps not, um, I've just been reading um, Garth Greenwell and, you know, um, that book Cleanness, and there's this interesting idea about gentleness and passion and gentleness and harm, and, you know, it just it just is so interesting. And like I say, there is that weird sound. I love the way you called it a, um, did you call it an instrumental interlude or something? But that <laughs> middle section just erupts, doesn't it? I know, and it's interesting that that's also all in lowercase, I guess, because it doesn't feel, like, quiet like the rest of it does at all. Um, but, yeah, so I wonder what would happened to the poem if there was some caps in that part and why I don't know why Crispin (laughs) did it the way they did maybe I should ask Because, I mean, I think um, there is such a joy in that section as well, eh? Like, um, the way that the horns turn into xylophones and you've got that weird... Yeah, like, it's just it's just so great, isn't it? And, like, the instruments become like, so... Oh, yeah, you go. Yeah, like, just some of the... Uh, just, like, really funny words as well, you know? Like, particularly for me, hurdy-gurdies is just, like... I have no idea what that is, but it's really funny to say. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Like, I mean, I feel like a hoodie. I don't know why, but I feel like a hoodie gurdy is something you wind. And it's, I don't know, like, I always think of it being on the Brighton shorefront or some weird, yeah, like, it feels like a carny kind of thing. And like, mm. that, and that amazing thing where words um, kind of do say what they are in a way as well. Like, I'm like, hoodie gurdy. I think I've got a feeling that that'll be a chaotic sound. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who knows? And then the way they've got theremins in there, and that word sousaphone is so good. Yeah, like, that one's good. And even like bassoons is just a funny word, I feel like. And it's just, and there's something about that repetition of Take Life by the, and the fact that it's this huge, that there are words in there that, if seen by themselves, like if someone said one thing about bassoons, I'd probably think, oh yeah, bassoons. But, um, like, <laughs> Because like bassoons is sitting in this long list. I'm like, whoa, bassoons is a weird word. What what is that about? (laughs) Yeah, I just love it so much. And what I guess I'm always interested, like of you know, in this kind of um, 
rapture, I don't know what you call it, but in this kind of um, listing like this, I'm always interested in how you get yourself out of it, you know, and the way that this poem gets itself out of it is um, it, it, it just, it kind of stops, doesn't it? Take life by the kettle drums, those things mean business you know and it kind of comes to this land and that's like a joke as well I feel like um, yes <laughs> and and like I, I mean I read it as kettle drums mean business but I don't know maybe all of the instruments mean business it's not entirely clear but I just think that's a really funny way to end it too and but then it goes back into that really intimate moment which is yeah, kind of it, it heads yeah. straight into that beautiful line and it's justified to the, um, is that the right or the left? Do we read right to left? Anyway, it's justified on the normal conventional side of the page and, or maybe conventional, and it says, you know, I am careful, which is just this, yeah, like you say, it just manages this real, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's a real tightrope walk, you know, like it's kind of like yeah. hilarity to something quite intimate, as you say. I, yeah, I, I just, oh God, I love this poem so much. Um, I'm Husband gonna... does that a lot in their work, um, like jokes, but like, I don't know. I, you were gonna, I, you sent me the questions before we started. The <laughs> I don't want to like preempt. Oh no, <laughs> the, the third wall is falling down. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I would say pretty much all of Crispin's poems are love poems. Um, and But they do all, not all, but most of them have a lot of like very funny jokes in them as well. And I really like that. <laughs> That's probably the part that draws me to Crispin's work the most. The, those things like the, the instruments or other jokes. Can I say a, a stanza from another one of his yes, albums? Yes, please, please. So, um, this one's a kind of more, I'm just going to do the one stanza, but it, this poem's, I guess, more just a bunch of jokes, really. And he <laughs> says, if I ever become an awesome rocket launcher, then please, somebody just shoot me. <laughs> God, it's so good. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so good. It's, the probably the funniest poet in the world. <laughs> and that, I mean, that thing you're saying is so interesting. Like this idea, like I think one of my questions was, is this a love poem? You know, because yeah. uh, the robot is unsure. Um, but yeah, I just feel like um, I just I think we don't think enough how funny love is. I don't know, and and sex, and you know, all that in that sort of um little room of the house of life we often take it a little more seriously eh? but really it's kind of funny absolutely and like i don't know for me if if you don't have funny moments with the people you love like i don't know what sort of love that is really <laughs> i never thought about it coming out that way but it's so true yeah i um yeah the nicest thing someone can say about me is Pip has a good sense of humour. I like that more than anything in the world because I feel like, yeah, laughing oh, is that weird. You've got a sense of humour. You've got a good sense of humour, Pip. Yes! Oh, this has <laughs> been a good day for me. I feel fantastic. There is something so interesting about that surrender we make when we laugh, eh? Like it just, yeah, there's something, yeah, I don't know, like it opens up in a way that I think makes, that's why I think humour in writing is so incredible. Like, yeah, there's something in our bodies that happens, I reckon, when we laugh. Really yeah, poetry readings like 
the funny poems are always the ones that go over the best, right? Like definitely. In, in like serious <laughs> poems, when people are reading them out, people I think kind of just like tune out and just stand there like pretending to pay attention while they're like thinking about the snack table that they can't reach or whatever. But if you got a funny poem in a poetry reading, that's the what people remember mostly. It's so true. And there is that weird thing as well, which I've had, which is very embarrassing, where I've thought a poem was funny and it wasn't, you know, which I think is another <laughs> kind of genre in itself, you know, like, um, yeah, I, I do. Yeah, I, I get in a lot of trouble because I often laugh at the wrong times. But yeah, I think that it's quite like it. Yeah. <laughs> like, oops, no, that was serious. That was not funny. Oops, Daisy. Um, can I ask? Speaking about reader response, um, one of the things that I'm really interested in, and I think it might be a dumb idea because I don't know about poetry, but this poem, there, uh, there are several paths you can take through it. Like because of the way that it's set out, you could theoretically read columns and then you know the column at the right and then the column at the left, or you could read across the page from right to left, or you know some of the um, things sit by themselves, so you could maybe read them at different times. And I'm just wondering. I've got this idea that often in writing, whether it's prose or poetry or nonfiction or whatever it is, there's a degree of freedom for the reader and some poems are maybe freer than others. Some poems maybe give the reader more autonomy than others, you know, maybe to even bring their own experience and stuff like that. Do you have any thoughts about a poem that's laid out like this? Yeah, I... I think that definitely poetry, especially poetry that plays with like um, kind of formatting on the page does give the reader more of that freedom um, to kind of approach it from different directions, which I really like. There's this one form of poem where like it's two columns next to each other. And I'm never sure like if you're meant to read it like all the way across the page or like one <laughs> column and another column. And I think the point is that you can do either, but then some people write it like where it doesn't work one way. And I'm like, I don't get it at all. But I mean, I guess that's kind of part of the point, right? People can just do it. Like you can write that form either way and it's fine. And you can read it either way. Um, Cause yeah, I guess I'm not huge on like inherent meaning. Like it's definitely all like, it, at least 50%, like what the reader brings to it versus what's on the page. Um, yeah, like with this one, um, it kind of has the two columns in it. And there's, there is kind of like a disjointedness to that kind of first section anyway, where like um, the sentences, I guess, aren't like, completely like correct English necessarily like then I don't know if you put it into Microsoft Word there'd probably be like a little zigzaggy line underneath it um so it kind of would work reading it either way I think yeah I just I just find it um yeah I find it really interesting to allow a reader that much and I guess that in a way, you see, this is what I think is so clever about this, is that in a way it almost preempts any kind of reading. So I was just thinking like, is this dangerous because people might misunderstand? But I think there's something very clever happening here, especially when it comes to that um, falling down the stairs bit. Um, 
you know, like when we're there, there's no mistake. Like, I think that it's very hard to read that any other way than the way um, it's set out on the page. Whereas, yeah. so I just wonder, like, I, it feels like an extremely clever, not clever, I hate that word because people think I'm being, you know, clever, but I just think it just seems so well crafted. And, you know, I think maybe my um, sort of, uh, uh, what do you call it? My um, thesis is maybe, yeah, maybe there is, the illusion of freedom, but also there's, yeah, it's like one poem written several ways or something. Yeah. Oh, such a good poem. You say that like that, that section with the instruments, like it's very clear, but I think there's, <laughs> there's different ways of um, looking at it. Cause you compared it to um, going like falling down the stairs and it does kind of look like a staircase, but it also really reminds me of like, um, in google when you start typing something in and it comes up with like the recommended like searches or whatever yeah like, true yeah so i don't know this, I, like it in both ways still kind of you read it the same but there's diff definitely different people will like have different associations i think that's so cool and like there's also that thing that you imagine oh i don't know i don't know if we'll still be here in a hundred years but i really love that idea that i feel like this poem will be a different poem you know in 30 years or 40 years when people look at it again i was just looking at how great those takes look down the, oh my gosh anyway it's just such a <laughs> visual feast it's just so yeah. great i love it so much um i also love your poem oh my gosh your book is amazing. Oh, Your book is you. so amazing. I just, yeah, I was worried that this would just end up me going, it's amazing. I love it so much. It is yeah, so I'm, happy, I'm happy for you to just do that for the rest Oh, yeah, well, let's do, that. <laughs> let's do that for 20 minutes. Um, I am going to ask you to read it because I love it. Um, oh, would you be read it, willing to read? Um, so, um, yeah, you said it's okay to call them poems. That's right, eh? I can call this a poem or is it a section or is it a fragment or is it a, oh my god! I think of them as poems. Um, yeah. Like, and you're happy to read. Oh, sorry. Yeah. And you're happy to read one of them out of step as well. Eh? Like yeah. outside of this section. Sorry. Yeah. You, you were saying you wrote them as poems. I wrote them as poems individually, I guess. Um, I have at times thought of it as kind of one long poem, I guess, but, it's also just individual poems. It can be two things. Oh, no. <laughs> what? Do you mean there's no binary? Ah, oh, yeah, that sounds very good. It's so nice. I can see the book. I am seeing the book on the screen, and it looks beautiful as well. Oh, my gosh, it looks amazing. Okay, do you want to read I Am a Photographer? Photographer. Oh. I have a vast array of cameras at my disposal. Disposable cameras and posable cameras, reposable cameras and opposable cameras, Polaroid cameras and iPhone cameras. Whenever I take a call, I take a photo of my ear. I don't own a mirror. If I want to know how I look, I take a picture of myself. If I want to know how you look, I take a picture of you. If I want to know how a picture looks, I take a picture of it. I never wear my glasses. I'm always holding a camera to my eye, adjusting the focus to try and get a clearer view. Fact. A photo is always more beautiful than the moment it captures. Fact. A fact is not a fact unless there is photographic evidence. 
History lesson. The first color photograph was of a zebra at the South Pole. It died soon after the picture was taken. Learning this was a breakthrough for me. I started taking pictures of completely dark rooms and displaying them in galleries with white walls where waiters wore white, where waiters wore white tuxedos and served white women white wine from goblets of white gold. There was a lot of cocaine. There still is. My eyes have filmed over. I'm wandering through a desert of ice and snow, searching for the skeleton of that first zebra. I will print my pictures of it in invisible ink. Oh, it's so nice to hear you read it. Oh gosh, that's fantastic. Thank you so much for that. Um, before we start talking about the poem itself, I was wondering if you could talk a little bit or if there's any way you could talk about maybe the poem and the context of the book. Um, yeah, um, I, I don't know whether you would like to talk about maybe how the book started forming or um, how, yeah, I don't know, like, do you want to, could you talk a little bit about how the book sort of started? I will take a stab at it. Um. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> stab um, is good. <laughs> yeah. So it's been a long time in the works, this book. Um, I think I wrote the first, the first poem that I wrote was I am a robot. And um, coincidentally, that one is in all caps. Um, oh. <laughs> yeah. Throwback to earlier in the conversation. Um, <laughs> and I wrote that in, it was either 2010, 2011, so like 10 years ago. Um, and I wrote that one, and that was a poem that very much came out of being extremely lonely and depressed. <laughs> um, and then I thought that was probably the best poem I had written at that point. So I was like, okay, I'm going to write some more poems that start with I am a. Um, I wrote a few more. And then in 2013, I was studying at Fitterea, doing creative writing there. And um, basically, over the course of the year, you're meant to write a book. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I'll write a book of these I am a poems. And so I did that, and then um, here it is. Seven <laughs> years later, here it is. Um, I'm I'm loving this idea that um of uh, uh, like calling them as a collection. You know, I am a poems. I really like that. Um, can you talk? I mean, this is I get nervous asking this question, but. Can you talk a little bit about how the book works, if you know what I mean? Like, um, like are there are there rules that govern the book? Um, like, is there a way that you know if a poem is inside this project or outside of this project? Like, are there any big ideas that kind of, you know, it needs to meet, or are there is there any format that it needs to meet? Could you talk a little bit about that? Oh. Um. There's one big rule in mm -hmm. the book, which I think if you read the book will be quite clear, 
is that every poem starts with the words I am a and so I am a you know something and then the poem is from the perspective of that thing um so the main way I knew if poems were part of this project was if <laughs> I started <laughs> with that line and wrote from that perspective there are like I, I can think of two right now there might be a few more that were poems that I had written and then I kind of shoehorned them into um, being I am a poems, um, which was pretty easy for one of them and very difficult for another. Um, but yeah, so mostly it's, it's not something where I've just like written a bunch of poems and thought, okay, I'll put these ones together. It's definitely like a project, I guess. Um, and yeah, it's kind of, I'm really glad that it's a book now because that means I can stop writing <laughs> I Am a Poem. Why? No volume two. <laughs> um, because yeah, I don't know, like I kind of just always keep finding myself writing more and I think it's good to maybe for me to write some other stuff as well but <laughs> yeah the thing that I found amazing in it um is that there's an incredible scope if you know what I mean like it, it's sort of like um yeah I just think it's one of those amazing things eh? like where a constraint actually breeds you know like um instead of a constraint making things all the same it kind of makes things very very different like yeah, I, I just really love it. One thing I just want to touch on is that um, throughout, I, there are these hilarious sort of one-liners. Like one is called, I am a Russian doll. I am full of myself. Like they are just so brilliant, those little one-liners. Like, yeah. Do you, have, um, do you have a mind that is quite punning like that? Like do you, is it, did those just come to you? I guess I can't, I guess my thing is I can't imagine writing those in any other way than, um, yeah, them coming as a flash of inspiration, but maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. No, absolutely. Those ones are, they're not ones that I've kind of labored over like, um, too much. Um, yeah, they, I just really like puns. Um, and those ones are pretty, I think they're basically all just puns and, they're basically just jokes, really. Um, but so I kind of, I like the idea that a joke can just be a poem. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm just and, looking at, I am a skyscraper. I have so many flaws. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're essentially like bad jokes, really, I guess. Um, <laughs> which is good. But I think they work so well in the context, eh? Like, it just, mm. yeah, I don't know. Um, Did you, Um, I wondered also if we could, before we come to um, I Am A Photographer itself, I wonder if, can you talk a little bit about um, the process of this becoming a book? Like, um, I like I, I do want to also talk about Compound Press because they make the most beautiful books and the most exciting books and I know that you've worked with them before um, but I'm just wondering about the ordering process or you know even even some of the decisions about layout like um, these page numbers are really beautifully kind of displayed and just stuff like that do you have any thoughts on any of that 
barrage of thoughts that I've just thrown at you? Um, I feel really lucky that um, Chris <laughs> wants to make things <laughs> that I write into books. Um, uh, Compound Press is run by Chris Holdaway um, from Auckland, who is also, he's also a poet and a cool person. Um, and several years ago, he published a little a chat book that I wrote with my partner, Carolyn DiCarlo, um, called Bound, which was about um, Kanye West and Kim Kardashian if Kanye was um, a reptilian alien who had crash landed on Earth. Um, and um, yeah, so that was a great experience. Um, and I'm, I'm like extremely lucky in that kind of Chris for both projects has like come to me and be like, hey, I want to publish something by you. <laughs> um, <laughs> what have you got? And so that's a lot easier than having to like submit work to people and have them say no. <laughs> um, so yeah, but so yeah, um, this year is the first year that Compound Press are putting out um, like kind of full length, perfect bound books. They've just done chat books in the past. Um, and so Chris emailed me and was like, hey, um, I'm going to start doing this. Do you have any weird projects? I was like, well, I've got this <laughs> book. <laughs> um, and yeah, he he laid it all out and um, did all the design. Um, and then I said, actually, no, let's change this and this and this. So it's quite a collaborative process, I guess. Um, like we went back and forth on the cover quite a lot. And um then he did a layout which was crazy and I was like let's maybe tone it down a little <laughs> bit <laughs> um, and yeah it's really fun and it's nice and like a nice working relationship I think it's cool to like just to be able to work closely with someone who's publishing your book rather than just kind of like give it to them and then they put it out into the world um, without much input from yourself I really love as well like um I think um this I I when I was young um which is about 175 years ago um there like I often would find that with record labels is that um you know record labels would be sort of um you know, they'd be sort of an archive of someone's taste. And I would think, oh, I liked that last album that came out with, I don't know, Def Jam. And I like this album that comes out with it and that sort of thing. And I always feel like that with Compound Press. Like I feel like um, whatever comes out of Compound, Compound Press, I love. And I just think it's such a, it's just such a great thing that um, Chris is up to. And um, yeah, I mean, Bound, as you know, I, yeah, I fangirl all over that all the time. But yeah, and it is interesting to see um, uh, Chris's design in a perfectly bound, yeah, like in a bigger book. It's really interesting. Do you, I feel like the journey through the, through your book, um, it's one of those things where it sort of feels like the whole is bigger than some of the parts, than the sum of the parts because of the way the, the poems are sort of laid together did it feel quite um did it sort of suggest its own order as far as the sections going together 
definitely I definitely didn't write it in order mm. um, yeah <laughs> I I always wanted it to kind of almost tell a story or something but um it didn't come out that way um oh um, I would be to disagree <laughs> I think okay. I think I think it's definitely got a progression you know what I mean like it definitely feels that I, I read it all in one go and it definitely there's something going on like I don't think I could tell the story um but there's definitely an emotional I don't know I think it's very well structured I think it's very well put together Thank you. there's definitely like um like I don't know like two or three or four poems that I was like oh okay these two these ones clearly like go next to each other I think ordering it um the more difficult part was like kind of figuring out which order those chunks of poems should go in was more difficult um so I did the classic you know print everything out and lay it all over the floor um method um like, but then there's some poems that I always kind of knew where they would go, particularly the, the first poem was always I am an egg, and the last poem was always the last poem, um, which is kind of cool because um, when I started writing this book, I kind of had no idea about um, the fact that I was um, like genderqueer and non-binary and um the book has very much become about that over the um, the years i think um and it's funny because like egg is like a term for like a trans person who doesn't know that they're trans yet and then the last poem is very much about being like genderqueer and about gender so it is the book does kind of tell that story a bit I guess and that journey I suppose it was always I guess very much about identity um because I always thought like you know me Jackson is made up of all these different things I guess yeah <laughs> That's something I really love about it is that, um, again, that idea when you when we were joking before about things being, you know, two things at once and that sort of thing is that there's never, um, yeah, that I think that this container, which is the book, holds all these um, sort of possibilities. Um, yeah, I find that really exciting. It never feels like one possibility cancels out another possibility, which I think is really I don't know. I, I really love that. Like, I think that is um, one of the things I most like about it. I thought that there was one version of this book, which in my imagination, I was like, oh, it'll be like, I'm this. No, I'm this. No, I'm this. But what it seems to say more to me, and this may not be true, is um, of the writing of it, but I am this and this and this and a, you know what I mean? And I think that yeah. is, I just, I freaking love that. Speaking of that. Um, oh, can I say one thing? Yes, first? please. Of course. <laughs> Um, yeah, there's, I, I'm not going to claim to be like a big Walt Whitman stan, but um, I do think about the, the quote, like, I contain multitudes a lot oh. um, in writing this book, yeah. Oh um, my gosh. 
<laughs> oh, sorry. I just, I always get this thing where, well, Whitman was one of the first poets I ever read. And I have mm. my friend, um, Sarah Graham to thank for that. And, um, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, yeah, it's, I, I don't know if I'm a Walt Whitman stan, but I do have that feeling of that first time I read that line and I just thought, oh my gosh. Yeah. It's just incredible. Um, if we go to the poem that you read, I am a photographer. Um, I wonder what I just realized is that it sits next to the poem called I am a liar, but in it, there's a little bit of interest in facts, you know, like, <laughs> and I just wondered, um, I'm quite interested in this ever since actually Therese Lloyd's book, but always, you know, like what place do facts have in this poem perhaps and in other poems? And yeah, do you have any thoughts on that? Like, I don't know, that might, it sounds like a, terrible question but do you have any thoughts on that like that um the facts in this poem are very much not facts I guess. <laughs> 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 but i just i kind of like the um the effect of stating something as a fact in a poem and it kind of doesn't like matter whether it's true or not it's just like the I don't know there's something about it that like a weight I guess um that calling something a fact gives um yeah those the facts the facts in this poem I kind of just like I don't know are they jokes as well? I'm not sure. <laughs> That's what I was thinking about them is so cool is that, um, I don't know, like for me, they did, they did feel quite funny because they sort of feel like, you know, I feel like I'm constantly doing that, like making these statements that I'm like, right, I'm this, you know, like, or I believe this. And then two minutes later, I'm like, oh, actually, I must admit that I went searching for the first um, colour photograph ever taken. And uh, yeah, I'm an idiot. What uh, is the, do you know what it is? <laughs> yes, I found I all, yeah. <laughs> See, this is the other great thing about this, isn't it? Like, I mean, that's a language thing. Oh, throughout our talk today, I just cannot stop thinking about Esa's amazing poem and like this idea of things existing outside of language. And yeah, I just, I'm just questioning everything, which is just, oh, I just love what their writing can do for me. Um, But yeah, I was thinking about, you know, like if you say it in a certain way, we're used to that rhetoric. So we're like, yes, yes. And we sit up straight, you know, like I think this just shows such an, um, such an interesting thing about language, I think, you know, like fact colon, you know, like, and then history yeah. lesson colon. <laughs> it's just, yeah. yeah. Sure. And, and it does I that think, great. Oh, sorry, you go. Sorry. <laughs> oh, well, like, I guess these are facts, these are like, you know, inverted comma facts that, only a photographer would um, <laughs> have in their repertoire of facts, I guess, which is important to the poem. <laughs> this is true. This is dead true. This is extremely true. Um, the yeah. other thing, I mean, like, I just love so much about this poem, but the other thing that I worked out it did to my brain is this, the, the colour, it, it, it feels like such a... Um, 
sight poem and it seems to play visual jokes on me as well like i know that deserts can be of ice but when it said i'm wandering through a desert of ice and snow i instantly went to the sand color of deserts and then had to flip to ice and then this idea of the dark rooms you know with no lights on and the the you know the white tuxedos and the woman oh my god this line served served white woman white wines from goblets of white gold like do you, I don't know, like, have you got thoughts about, like, visual images and poetry? Oh, my God, what a huge question. Could you write a thesis on visual imagery and poetry? Um, it's really cool that that's, that's something you take from it, because I feel like I don't think about that stuff a huge amount when I'm writing poetry, and I wouldn't say that I'm particularly good at it. Um, for me, I'm like I've just I really enjoyed like the I guess the repetition of white and like there's like a lot of um oh shit I'm forgetting my literary terms but um, uh oh don't where, look where at me the words, <laughs> the, the words the words it's I reckon it's maybe called alliteration or something like yeah, that that's, I don't know that's the one is it oh my god yeah. I wouldn't, no, I, yeah, I, I don't know. Yes, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess that's what I was thinking about more there, like just um, the alliteration, it's got a bit of a rhythm to it. And then I guess, yeah, like um, also wordplay, I guess, because um, then I, you know, I go from all the white stuff to cocaine, which is also white. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And then I'm really proud of the, like, double meaning a couple lines later, which I'm uncertain if anyone else gets about the eyes having filmed over. Oh, nice. <laughs> I didn't. Oh, my gosh. Oh, you're so clever. That is awesome. Oh, my gosh. Sorry. The poem has now blown my mind. The thing that I nerd out about, um, but I'm, that's, like, the sort of thing where I'm like, oh, probably no one will get this. But. <laughs> But I feel real smart. It's that thing, eh? Like it's in there and the energy of it's in there. And yeah, I don't know. It's pretty great. And oh my God, that's so interesting. That thing of like how the words, yeah. Like, I mean, the sound of the words. Yeah. I don't know. Like, yeah, I'm so, because uh, I do love that repetition. And there's something really interesting about, um, yeah, like there's something interesting about that word white. I just, yeah, it's a it's a weird word and it feels charged in interesting ways as well. Um, One of the things that I, and this is just me, I'm very grateful that you're giving me liberty to read this poem as I read it, but one of the um, sort of sections that I was really interested in is a section that says, if I want to know how I look, I take a picture of myself. If I want to know how you look, I take a picture of you. If I want to know how a picture looks, I take a picture of it. And I was just thinking, um, like, um, I, I have this very uncomfortable relationship with my body where I never know really what it looks like. And um, I often have this nastiness where um, it's in places where I don't expect it to be. It's, it's hard to describe, you know, like it's like, oh, what's my arm doing there? Gosh, I didn't think it was there. I'm, I don't know. I, I always like octopuses. They have a brain in every arm. But um, I just wonder about this idea of, you know, how we look, you know, how I look and that kind of thing that's in the poem. Is that, I mean, that may just be me, but I just wonder if there's any, if there's anything going on with these ideas of how we look and yeah. Do you have any thoughts on that? I'm probably yeah, over reading. Um, 
It's, no, I don't think you are. Um, uh, I think that there's a lot of that in there. Um, I feel like I'm <laughs> kind of the type of poet who um, will be writing about something without realizing it a lot of the time. <laughs> um, so I'm I just like, oh, yeah, I'm just um, having some fun putting words together. And now when I look back at it, because this is, again, a very a poem I wrote a long time ago now. Um, I wrote it in 2013, just like when I read the Crispin Best poem. And I was just like, oh, this is a fun thing to do about taking pictures. Um, I guess at that time, and in the previous couple of years, I had been spending a lot of time on the internet and in like group video chat things where we were all kind of very mediated i guess um there was a lot of you know seeing yourself on a, a webcam and then us like taking screenshots and then posting them onto facebook and like having things mediated like through several layers which i think is in there um i think also in there is i often feel kind of uncomfortable with my body as well and kind of distancing yourself from the physical perhaps um and there is that interesting thing like the thing that i just kept thinking is that thing where um um photography has become this interesting thing hasn't it like um yeah, I don't know what I'm trying to, I think I'm probably showing my age, but that thing where I never quite understand myself in a photo either, like I'm, I, I'm like, oh, I'm like this, and then I see a photo and I think, oh no, I'm not like that, and just, I'm just thinking of the stuff you're talking about, like that mediation of being able to, um, you know, tune our faces and, you know, tune our bodies and which I think is just so endlessly exciting and wonderful and fantastic but yeah it's just I don't know like I just think there's just so much in that idea of taking a picture of ourselves I, oh sorry of myself that's what the line says and taking a picture of others it's kind of cool My, yeah I think there's uh, reading it in this day and age you can probably <laughs> read it as something about stuff like um <laughs> like people editing their insta photos and stuff um and then that later section about the art galleries i'm sure read something about the art world into that i, which I mean I, neither of those things i was necessarily um cognizant of at the time of writing but they're definitely there isn't that um like this is one of the things i find um terrifying and exciting is that um kind of contract that I enter into if I put some writing into the world and yeah like there's I I sort of do hand it over to a reader and sort of say you know what do you think and yeah it's, and it's, it's a, very it's, scary but I don't I think I wouldn't have it any other way like imagine if like people wrote stuff and then people other people could only read it like with the intent of the author in mind it'd be so boring I think. <laughs> it really would and it would just die on the page wouldn't it like yeah, it would just exactly. be because i feel like that's what often that's kind of where the oxygen like you know like when people say to me this and i'm like oh and you know like 
I'm very grateful when people do that. I'm very grateful. Uh, but yeah, it's that interesting thing, eh? Like, I mean, what is it if it's just, why even take it out of my head? Although, you know, there are definitely some things that I write for myself and just, you know, hang on to them and that sort of thing as well. Um, I wanted to just finish off by talking about the humour in this poem. And... I I think we've sort of touched on it, but I just wonder how you know, or do you know that you're writing something funny? Um, but also just this idea, I think we talked about it before, like, you know, this idea where it, um, you can sort of, like this poem almost pushes things into absurdity, which I love through, you know, the repetition and stuff like that. And I'm just wondering, oh, I don't know. Can you remember what it's what it was like to write the poem as far as thinking, oh, that's funny. Like, do you make yourself laugh? <laughs> I don't. Um, I, I never know that I'm writing something funny. Um, like, I, there, there are those one-liner poems in this collection, which I did think of as jokes, but I also kind of don't think of them as particularly funny jokes. Um, <laughs> they're mostly kind of dark and a bit sad. Um, but like all the all the poems that I've written that people end up laughing at and calling funny, I never thought of that while I was writing them. I usually think oh, this is a cool double meaning. Oh, this is really clever. And not thinking about humor at all. I'm like relating it to like, um, listening to like battle rappers and being like, oh shit, that was such a good line. Not like, oh, ha ha, what a jokester. Um, but I guess people have <laughs> a different context. <laughs> And I'm super glad that people find them funny because part of, I haven't really thought about it for a long time, but part of what I was trying to do when I started writing this book was to write poetry that people who don't read poetry would like. And I think humor is a good way of um, kind of letting people in and being accessible. Yeah, I really, I really, um, I really relate to that. Like, I mean, it is odd, isn't it? Like I have had occasions where I've um, planned to read something out loud and I've sort of thought, oh, I'll need to pause for laughter there because I am, <laughs> I sort of think that's funny. And I pause and nothing happens. And then I start reading <laughs> yeah. and people are laughing at something completely different. Like the bit that yeah. I thought was the most poignant piece I'd written. And yeah. I don't know, like, I really like it. I'm kind of like, oh, okay, we're laughing at that. That's great. <laughs> we'll do that then. That sounds great. We have to talk about battle rappers. Talk to me about, can you talk to me a little bit, like, um, you like hip-hop, um, I like hip-hop, I like rappers, <laughs> now I'm sounding like a 50-year-old woman, which I am, but can you talk a little bit about how, how, like, why, I don't know, can you just talk a little bit about that and how it sits in your work and, yeah, I mean... Were you drawn to that first and then poetry? Or, yeah, can you talk a little bit about that? Um, rap and hip-hop music has definitely been, like, 
the main genre of music in my life, I guess. Um, which is weird for someone who's white and from New Zealand, I suppose. <laughs> but I guess it is what it is. Um, I wouldn't say that like any of my current poetry is like very clearly drawing from like rap, but that's definitely that's how I started writing really I wanted to be a rapper and I wrote heaps of like songs and verses and stuff and I was always very excited when I came up with a great punchline which was like a pun which is I guess like one of those one-liners in the book so yeah I think I started really getting into poetry when I realized oh I really like writing these but I'm bad at actually rapping and i'm very anxious about um being in front of large groups of people so i can't really do performances or anything. <laughs> um but yeah i definitely think it's in there to an extent and just focus of on like wordplay and stuff like that um interestingly i guess i don't really think about rhythm that much but it does it is sometimes like if you're thinking about something like repetition that can create rhythm without you kind of necessarily counting syllables or whatever um yeah so it's i think it'll probably always be in there just like kind of in like the foundations of what i do maybe i wrote in my diary earlier this month like i never wanted to be a writer I always wanted to be a rapper everything that I've written was like an, an album in disguise or something <laughs> definitely like I mean I definitely see that and I think um what I think is so interesting like um I you know is like that thing that once you strip out the music the beat um you know all that um what's the word I'm looking for I think that what's interesting is that it feels I often feel that in your work that there is a beat or there are places where um things drop or scratch or you know it definitely um I I mean I feel like an idiot not knowing how much um how much that was a big part of your life because I feel like yeah I just feel like a dick um but like I definitely get that sense when I'm reading your work and I often wonder if that's why, you know, if that was part of why I loved it so much because I do, it definitely feels, yeah, there's definitely something behind it that feels, um, yeah, that, I don't know, yeah, yeah, I just really love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. It's fantastic. It's fantastic. Um, is it evil to ask um, I didn't even put this in our questions, but is it, are you, are you writing at the moment? Like, um, what does it feel like when a book comes out? Do you take a rest or, yeah? Um, well, I've been, I did, had to do some edits on this book, mm -hmm. which is writing, I guess. Um, and then I haven't been kind of, um, you know, working in a focused way on a project at the moment. I'm always writing usually just fragments of stuff in my my Google Doc called Everything, uh, where I just <laughs> kind of try and write everything. Um, 
started doing a diary a little bit. Um, but I also have a couple other books that I've like written, which need to be reworked and I would like to publish one day, which you know all about. Pip. I'm very excited <laughs> about at least one of them. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. It's superb. Like everything you write, basically. Like, um, oh my God, I want to see. I also am very interested in this everything document. <laughs> I wonder. Um, I don't know. I kind of want to make a project out of that as well. Like, I've thought about it as like a kind of an ongoing zine thing. Like, um, everything, volume one, <laughs> etc. Yeah. And I think. This, oh, oh, you go. Oh, there's this part in the document somewhere um where i wrote like um i at first i was trying to write that down everything i remembered then i tried to write down everything i thought now i'm trying to write down everything um, something like that i love and that, was, that yeah when i <laughs> yeah so it's just kind of like a bunch of just random shit really just thoughts that I have like just be like two words I think fit nicely together or it could be like a paragraph about some like emotions I'm feeling or whatever I think it would be cool to I don't I wouldn't publish it just as a as a big chunk but I could edit it and turn it into something I think um yeah. Well, I, <laughs> I think day, I, I think I got excited about these fragments stuck together. You know, like I was imagining like a couplet and then like some thoughts and then yeah, I don't know. I I just yeah, it Love sounds fragments. amazing. Fragments oh, are the best. Fragments are the best. Let's live our life in fragments. That's amazing. <laughs> um, just to finish off, with, sorry, I'm keeping you way longer. But um, no, just that fine. thing you were saying about zines. I remember mm -hmm. that, I think, may have been the first, um, I know that I'd read your work before, but I know that, I remember a project you did about the Fast and the Furious, which I still think is one of the best projects ever, ever done. That was you, eh? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. that was back when I was big into like an online, um, like kind of an international online writing community thing, um, which has fallen apart and had a lot of people who turned out to be really shitty in it mm, so but it was an exciting time in the moment and that's where I found a lot of the writers who have um been really important to me like Chris Bimbeas and a bunch of other people um and that project was fun it was like a bunch of people each wrote it was like uh, too Fast, Too Furious, the novel, basically. And we each got given, like, a, a few minutes of the movie to, um, to novelize, I guess. And it was a lot of fun. Uh, I think be, I kind of miss doing stuff like that. It was very playful. It was, like, it didn't really matter if it was good or not, to be honest. I still think it's one of my favorite documents in the world. <laughs> I, I still go back to it quite a lot. Oh, cool. Um, and I'm very That's sad exciting. that some people are not cool. But yeah, um, yeah. and this, this idea of publishing that I remember just being so excited by um, the way you, and, and 
Caro as well, like, and lots of other people, like, but just this idea of, um, and I think you said this to me once, and I maybe have been misquoting you for years, that you see publishing as part of writing, and that, um, you know, publishing other people is as important as writing, and I don't know, like, am I misquoting you there? Like, I just, can you talk a little bit about the relationship between, um, you know, publishing and writing? Is there a relationship? Well, yeah, because I guess I got started in like pub and being published and um, writing, kind of co- being committed to writing. I guess through that that online community, and I mean, so that's kind of how I was introduced to like kind of how publishing works, and and in that community like it was really just like someone would make a a wordpress site and be like hey i'll publish some of your poems or whatever and um you know there was a a lot of excitement and like if you're excited about someone's writing i think you want to publish it like and yeah so that's something that i always am interested in doing and want to keep doing carol and i have plans for more publishing projects and like whenever we talk about it it's just like it's when you talk about writers whose work you like you know and we're like oh we've got to publish a book by this person because they're awesome and um yeah it's cool seeing a bit more of that happening in New Zealand at the moment it's like that um stasis stasis journal just started up um with Jordan and um oh no Sinead. Sinead, yes. Overbite. And and there's also a designer whose name has now, oh, I can't remember the designer's name, sorry. But yeah. And just like, it's it's really easy with the internet to publish stuff. Like, anyone can do it. Um, (laughs) There's no, like, if you have the internet and a computer, you don't even need any money like you can make a website (laughs) for free (laughs) Uh, you need time i guess um, which is important and very cool if you can pay writers um but like you can do stuff and like and with zines as well like it's very cheap to publish a zine especially if you can get free printing somehow (laughs) so if you're a student or if you work somewhere that has a photocopier. Uh. <laughs> it's so exciting for me because um, it, it just brings back so many nice memories. I remember when I was a teenager, um, we had one friend who had access to a photocopier. We used to break in there at 2 a.m. in the morning and we'd make zines and yeah. band posters. And yeah, like it was just, I just think, um, I don't know. I just, there's nothing more exciting. Oh God, I'm going to say something that's probably dumb, but I just feel like, anytime yeah anything that breaks down the barriers means there's better work you know what I mean I don't know like I mean yeah I I just uh, I don't know like I just feel like so much exciting stuff is being done in zines and online and and yeah stasis is so amazing and I was thinking of um Nina um Mingya Powell's 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 Oh, I can never remember. Um, but her um, project that she's doing with um, diaries at the moment and how cool, they sort of right? have gone for being just text and now we've got photos. Yeah, it's just so yeah. exciting. And like, that's just something that she was like, 
oh, I'll like it's like a whim almost, you know, and it's turned into this like huge, amazing thing that like is meaning a lot to so many people. And it's like if you have an idea, you can just do it most of the time. But like if you know, I've probably stopped doing as many things like that as I used to, and that's sad. And I should do more of them. But like yeah, there's something so exciting about publishing like that's kind of happening like just on a whim or on the spur of the moment. I know you've talked a lot in the past before about how you like writing about a moment like while it's happening kind of and it's the Mm. same with publishing, right? Mm. Like some things they need to be published immediately. Because I think about that other project that Sinead was uh, Sinead was involved in about um, Ihu Matou, you know, oh, like that, so good. It, like I mean, if that had been if people had waited to get you know, do, 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 it, it, it just there is something so important about that publication, and yeah, I just I I just think it's very exciting, and I think I think that it's really nice um, the way you were talking about sometimes not doing it and sometimes doing it there's also this really nice rhythm where there's space made and like it just I don't know like it 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 just hits me in the heart you know like where it's like we'll do the work this month and you know you can supply your work and you do the work next month they're just and no one's like organizing that but it just feels like there's this really nice um I I, I just always think of it being cooperative or collaborative and yeah, it it just, it's really, I don't know. I just think it's extremely exciting and yeah. And and I must admit that it always makes me feel like I could do, that's the other thing, you know, like I always, like whenever I do this podcast, I'm like, Ooh, I feel weird doing this, but someone else did it. So I thought, Oh, well, if they're doing it, maybe I could give and you know, like, it's just, yeah, it's a weird thing, isn't it? I love it. You do this podcast, Pip. I'm, been wanting to be on it for so long. I've not wanted to disturb you. <laughs> not, oh no! The I don't think you've ever disturbed me. Oh good, um, I'm glad. I to say, um, a cool thing about that Ikumato um, publication that Sinead and others put together was like, like you could see the genesis of that online. Like, mm. like someone tweeted like a piece that they wrote about what was happening and then like so did a couple other people and they were like hey we should put together a publication about this and then it happened you know and like i love that in the way that um the internet can help you know help those sort of things happen and i agree with you saying how it's collaborative like that's one of the coolest things about that sort of project is like people working together <laughs> and it is I mean I just feel I was even thinking about when um Esther did that zine as well like it was like there was a tweet um if I did this da 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 and often that's how I see things start where I and I get very excited about it and I know that there's you know it's a trash fire on the internet and everything but gosh there's some good stuff going on you know and like stuff that feels very democratic as well you know like um yeah, I, I just, I don't know. I feel, I feel very excited. I feel very excited. Look, I've got it here. I, I don't know. I don't know why, but I have Tarito Teharakiki right here sitting beside me. I don't like to work too far away from it. It makes me happy. Thank you so much, Jackson. You're amazing. Thank you. And um, yeah, I think everybody should buy your book. They can pre-order it, eh? On, at sure Compound can. Press. On Compound Press. Um, excellent. Please excellent. pre-order it. Yes. Let's sell all the copies. 
we like to sell all the copies that is what we like to do yay thank you so much i'm going to stop us recording now